You're listening to an episode of The Rewind, a podcast series by the Howenstein Center for Presidential Studies in Grand Rapids, Michigan. This episode features the audio from our Peter C. Cook Leadership Academy graduation celebration keynote on April 19th, 2023. This year's graduation celebration featured a leadership lesson from CLA alumna Dana Erdley, Executive Director of the Fulton Street Farmers Market. If you'd like to learn more about this event, please visit gvsu.edu hc graduation, linked in the description below. And now, enjoy the rewind. I'm so grateful to be able to introduce our speaker for tonight, who is a wonderful mentor, leader, person, and friend, Dana Erdley. I'd like to give some background about her to start. Dana graduated from GVSU in 2016 with a degree in interdisciplinary studies with an emphasis in food systems. She began her career working with Access of West Michigan's Farm to Pantry program, the Detroit Black Community Food Security Network's D-Town Farms, and Local First's Eat Local campaign. Dana currently serves as the executive director of the Fulton Street Farmers Market with the goal of building a more resilient and equitable equitable food systems in West Michigan. Dana finds inspiration in working alongside the market's creative and driven community. Dana was also a member of the Cook Leadership Academy and is now, as I mentioned, a wonderful, wonderful mentor. I'm incredibly lucky to be able to learn from Dana and I hope you all can take something away from her tonight. So please help me in welcoming Dana to the stage. It is an honor to be here with you all tonight as we celebrate the graduating class of 2023. Thank you so much, Genevieve, for that thoughtful introduction. Um, it has been such a joy working with Genevieve over the past semester and really diving back into what I gained out of the Cook Leadership Academy, what are the lessons that I'm bringing with me as I continue to lead in our community? What are the things that are really resonant in reflecting back to 2016 when I was graduating? Um, so it's been a lot of fun to hang out with Genevieve and kind of get to learn her leadership journey and reflect on my own. So I'm excited to be able to share some of those takeaways with you all tonight. Um, so a little bit of background about me. I came to Grand Valley in a very um, or unorthodox way. I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, and I knew that I wanted to move to West Michigan to be closer to family, but didn't know anything about the academics, didn't know any of the schools. Um, so I was just looking online and I had stumbled upon Grand Valley and I had seen that on the homepage there was um, an, uh like advertisement talking about the sustainable agriculture project, so the student farm at Grand Valley. And I immediately was like, okay, well, that's pretty cool because I had done some farming um, as an internship when I was in high school, and I knew that I was fascinated by the intersections of health, community, um, you know, getting people involved in agriculture, understanding what they're putting in their bodies, that sort of thing. So I decided that that was enough for me to just make a decision for my undergraduate degree and came to Grand Valley. And so the first uh, Friday that I had gone to the volunteer hours, I realized that the photographer who had done the homepage uh, advertisement was phenomenal because it was not what it had been displayed to be. It definitely was a work in progress and it was you know, very much new, um, it was under-resourced and there weren't a lot of people who knew about it. In fact, still to this day, even though it's grown tremendously in its impact, a lot of students don't know about it. 
And so this gave me an awesome opportunity to be able to be a part of the farm at a really critical time and find my way as a leader through running volunteer hours, um, connecting students from all different walks of life and backgrounds to the work of the farm. And it was at that time that I decided that this work was too important for me to let go of. I was hoping to choose a more traditional path for my education, but decided that there was no reason to try and fail at something that I didn't love as much as I loved food systems. And so I studied liberal studies with a food systems um, emphasis. And you can imagine calling my father to tell him that that was the direction I was going as a first generation student. Um, it didn't go over so well initially, but he's come, uh, come along uh, to see the value in it. Um, but as you all have experienced in your own path, choosing your passion scares people. It's a lot more comfortable to choose the path that is prescribed, the path that is known, the path that we know other people who have taken that, those steps, the path with health insurance. Um, that's something that I'm still working on in my leadership journey. Um, but I realized that choosing that path, you know, either way, it was like, if I fail, I fail, but I knew that the, the passion and the drive was there. Um, and there was no way to, to turn back once I had kind of acknowledged that within myself. So that was my first year of college. And then I was very fortunate in 2013 to join the Leadership Academy. And at that time, um, I was just enamored by the community. I was working alongside students from so many different backgrounds and walks of life. And I finally found all of the other people who were choosing the path that no one else had followed, right? And so I, through the leadership talks, through our reflections, um, through working with mentors, and I really was able to hone in on my story and the why behind what I was doing. And I feel so strongly that the leadership skills that I gained through the Cook Leadership Academy allowed me to have confidence to step into a field that it basically didn't exist and to step into a career that was kind of undefined. Um, another piece of the Leadership Academy that I can't help but, you know, reminisce on all the time was the um, international travel that it had afforded me. So I went to India and studied um, food systems and looked at Buddhist ethics as they apply to the Ladakhi food system. Once in a lifetime opportunity that I've been able to bring back, you know, so much of what I learned in that space to West Michigan. And it's helped me to be, you know, a better leader to be able to understand how interconnected our food system is. Um, get, it really allowed me to get down in the dirt alongside other farmers and understand some of the challenges that were being faced. Um, by the communities that we're, we were working with there. And so the CLA not only gave me the leadership skills that I was looking for, but also helped me to see my work through so many different lenses. And I carry that with me to this day, and it's helped me so much in decision-making. Um, so today I'm the executive director of the Fulton Street Farmers Market. It was not an easy path to get here. It was not straightforward. And I'll be totally candid with you that um, about two years after graduation, I had determined that I had completely failed on my mission to do food systems in West Michigan. Um, I was working a job that was not fulfilling for me, and it was not fueling my soul in the way that all the other work that I had done before had. And I thought to myself, like, man, all of those people were right. You know, I took the path that I, you know, I knew it was a risk, and I have failed. And so I think a big piece of that too was not only had I felt like I failed, but I had um, 
really tied up my identity and my work, right? So not only did I feel like, man, I didn't get the career path that I wanted, but I felt like, who even am I if I'm not working in the field that fuels my soul? And so it was a really tough time, but it's something that I think is really important to talk about as we talk about leadership and failure and how we get to where we're going. Because um, through that period, I was able to really dig deep and figure out, okay, what are my last ditch efforts at trying to make this career path work? And, you know, when do I call it quits? And it was just on the precipice of me calling it quits that I decided that I had come across the job at the Fulton Street Farmers Market. And I took a pay cut. I lost those health insurance benefits that I had at my previous role. But I knew that it was going to be the opportunity that allowed me to put everything that I had learned and studied into practice and out into the community um, and I have not looked back. It has been an absolute joy to be there. Um, I get to work with hundreds of entrepreneurs every year. I get to face new challenges every season. Um, I get to create a space where our community can come together across our differences and get to know each other and just celebrate the goodness that the West Michigan agricultural community brings to us. Um, so it has been just an amazing journey. Um, and I'm so thankful that I have landed there especially after thinking that it was all for nothing. Um, so some of the lessons that have been learned along the way that I wanted to highlight tonight, um, one is keep the people. You know, we are in a global economy and we are all moving and changing careers. We're changing cities. Um, there's so much that is fluid right now, but when you find someone that you look up to, whether it be a mentor or a colleague or, you know, someone in the community who you really trust and respect, hold on to them with everything that you have, because no matter where you go, to be able to go back to the people who you really respect, the people who can call you out when you're wrong. I have a lot of those around me, and I appreciate them greatly. One of them is in the audience. Um, that has been invaluable to me because I see that, you know, wherever I go, I know that I have an ecosystem of support. So even if I fall flat on my face, I know that I will have my people that I can call um, for consult, call for help, or call to just say, man, this situation is terrible. What do you think? Um, my next um, lesson would be take risks and keep moving. We will all fail and there's no way around it. And so when we own that failure and we own the fact that you don't always get what you want. It doesn't, the plan doesn't always go the way that you had intended. People won't always react the way that you anticipate, but we've got to keep moving. You know, there's no way for us to live the lives that we want without taking risks and without challenging ourselves. And so just finding a way to kind of flex that muscle of when I fail, I do X. Like I've got my whole routine. When I fall flat on my face, I know who I call, I know what I do. And I think being able to really own that for myself as a practice has helped me tremendously in being able to be resilient and say, you know, if you're going to lead anything, you're going to make mistakes. So how do we move forward and learn from that? Um, my next piece would be trusting your intuition. So that is something that the further along I get, the more I value. I'm seeing that my friends and colleagues who have practices that bring them back to themselves, whether it be for some people working out, for some people journaling, for some people, you know, taking a hike is my, my go-to. But what are the practices that ground you and help you to really tune into your intuition? Because your intuition at the end of the day is another tool that allows you to make those decisions on the fly when you're not sure, when you don't have all the facts, but you have to 
make a choice anyway, you know, having a really strong sense of self and a really strong sense of your values and what, what you would do, how you would make decisions with your community. I always, when I make decisions at the farmer's market, if I'm on my own, I always think, okay, what would my staff say? What would the board say? What would these particular vendors say? And it just allows you to make sure that you're following your values, you're staying true to who you are, and that you're honoring what it, your intuition is telling you. Um, my last lesson is stay in awe, which is something that I've been really compelled by. There's a lot of great research right now about the value of staying in awe. So as we all know, y'all are stepping out into a world with incredibly complex problems ahead, and you all have a passion and a drive to solve those problems, but none of the answers are gonna be simple, right? And when we think about staying in awe, whether that be of our environment, being in awe of ourselves, in awe of one another, that allows us that creativity to be able to see what is possible. Because the solutions that we need to face the, the problems that we're facing as a society right now, uncharted territory, right? And we don't have the answers, but we do know that when we trust one another and when we see that when we work together and, and actualize all of our potential, we can find solutions to some of these grandiose concerns that we're all trying to face. And so staying in awe and just recognizing the interconnectedness that we all share, recognizing that there are answers in nature, there are answers in one another. Um, you all are about to go out into the workforce and it gives me so much joy to think about um, how you're gonna be able to bring everything that you've learned through the CLA and the Howenstein Center in your undergraduate work out into the world um, with you. And so with that, I just wanna say to all of you tonight, congratulations, you worked hard and studied and you dreamed and you chased that. Um, you did so in the midst of a pandemic and I can't fathom what that would have <laughs> been like for me um, when I was an undergraduate. You all have faced so much already and have been able to thrive through it. And so I just am really excited for you all to step out into the world. And I thank everyone else who's here who has helped our graduates get to where they are tonight. Um, the Howenstein Center has done an incredible job of cultivating a community that goes far beyond the walls of Grand Valley. And we will all be here cheering you on as you bring what you've learned here um, out into the world with you. So with that, I would just wanna say congratulations. Thanks for listening to an episode of The Rewind, a podcast series by the Howenstein Center for Presidential Studies. The audio for this episode was captured by Mark Washburn of Gyrus Media. This episode was produced and sound engineered by Maddie Miller. The Howenstein Center for Presidential Studies at Grand Valley State University is inspired by Ralph Howenstein's life of leadership and service and is dedicated to raising a community of ethical, effective leaders for the 21st century. For more information on our center, the Peter C. Cook Leadership Academy, or the Common Ground Initiative, visit our website at www.gvsu.edu. To keep up with our current events and recurring initiatives, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn, all of which can be found linked below. If you liked this episode, consider giving us a review and rating so we can be found by other podcast listeners. Again, thanks for listening.